0: How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios for episode 183 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for watching live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast. Guys, thank you so much for making How About That Cigar a part of your regular audio podcast rotation. And again, here in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, let's remind you about the Blackened M81 cigars just under uh, failed. <laughs> Every time you get me with that, I, I can't take it. Uh, the M81 by Drew Estate is an exploration into the deepest, darkest, and heaviest depths of the mystical Maduro leaf. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate presents a journey through different Maduro leaves, starting with a thick and oily San Andreas Maduro wrapper, Mm. followed by a thick and meaty Connecticut Mm. River Valley broadleaf Maduro binder, and finally a blend of Nicaraguan and Pennsylvania broadleaf Maduro tobaccos. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate will be presented in beautiful copper-accented black 20-count boxes and will debut in a 5x50 Robusto, 6x52 Toro, seven by 50 Corona Doble and a five by 43 Corona. For more information, please visit dot It would actually be,
1: I don't even know what it would be to see James Hatfield's reaction to him watching me do that.
0: <laughs> I think, I think it'd be an eye roll. Oh, a lot of that followed by a cease and desist. probably. <laughs> probably. Maybe not and in that order. Okay.
1: I would be okay with that. Yeah. I yeah. would like.
0: I mean, hey, if you get a C and D from James Hetfield or from, yeah. From oh his my lawyers, gosh. That's a win. It is a win. It's a in, win. In a way. Um, so guys, uh, as always, while we're, uh, while we're here live on uh, Facebook and YouTube, let us know what you're smoking and drinking along with us in the comments. And when we bring on our special guests, if you have any questions, please feel free to add those to the comments as well. Um, so this week, uh, Vikings had another win, beat the Jets. So who are a good team this this season? The Jets are no no joke. John McTavish
1: and I were were back and forth all game long. So um, our our good buddy, uh, Canadian, extraordinaire, the
0: Cigar Surgeon himself.
1: Yes, huge Jets fan.
0: Uh, God love who, God love Jets fans. Oh my gosh! I mean, if you're a Jets fan or a Browns fan, God yeah, love you. Yes, yeah. I don't know how you, I don't know or. Can I can I, yep. can I say you or can. a Vikings fan? Or a Vikings fan. I, God love you. I don't know how you do it. So. so yeah, we were we were
1: chatting back and forth all game long. Like, nope, here it is. You guys are gonna get the game now. You're coming back to win. And um, I think he messaged me good game, like four times. <laughs> Uh, near the end, and we kept just trying to give the game back and uh, somehow came away with
0: the win. You did, you You did. It's it's it was another close victory. Um, I think if I remember, every because they're 10 and 2 now, yep. And I think all 10 of the Vikings' victories have been one score or less. Well, less. How do you beat? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, one score, seven seven points or less, or eight points or less, something like that. Well, I
1: think nine, nine or less, nine. Okay, uh. Well, no, no, no. Nine, nine of the victories. Nine of the victories. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we had a multi. And, yeah.
0: But both times you were beaten, you got beat bad. Well,
1: one time, I don't even want to.
0: <laughs> what what was that 39 to 3 or I don't want to 43 to 3? I, I don't even remember what it was. It was it was rough. But I have no my I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. They're it, terrible it, this it, year. It, we it, we beat Kentucky. the Bears. We beat the Bears yesterday, but it's the Bears. Right. It's it's like we, Idaho, we beat, Idaho. Whoopee, we, College. We, yippee! We beat one of the worst teams in the NFL. Who cares? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. I feel gross as a Packers fan, but I still support my team and love my team. Yep. And
1: that's I'm, usually how I feel.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's all good. I can take the you know, take the good with the bad and the bad with the good. Yeah. Um. So the Minnesota Wild are actually. This is crazy. Dude, five games over 500 we're in third place in the division did i not kind of call it at the beginning we'll see we'll see we'll but see. it's trending it is trending in the right direction and so i don't but know we
1: did try to lose the other night when we tried we had so a,
0: hard to lose
1: when it was we were up three and they scored yeah. three goals in like two minutes
0: that's the wild that's the wild <laughs> If, you, if you're watching a wild game and you don't like the score, go walk away for two minutes yep. and walk back, back, and it'll be a totally different score. It,
1: it, maybe in the favor of them, maybe not.
0: Yeah. Um, so something a little personal for us here, uh, not just for us at How About That Cigar, but also for uh, our Minnesota cigar family. Um, we lost a great brother of the, of the Leaf today, uh, Todd Morris, who was a great friend, um, and like i said and one of the one of the best brothers of the leaf uh you could possibly hope to know uh passed away today and uh we just wanted to give him a shout out on the show he's he was uh just a great guy no he was a no bs uh always always there with a you know a a, a smile and a you know uh a funny remark and oh was generous and funny and kind and outspoken just a great great guy and uh very sad to hear about his passing today but uh you know glad to know that he's uh he's on to a better place and free. wish all the best to his family and friends uh you know as they grieve and I uh, just wanted to give Todd a shout out cuz he if, if any if ever a brother was deserving of a shout out you know uh, it was Todd, so Todd, miss you, brother, yep. and see you again someday. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's as we go, you know, we're getting into like Christmas season, and you know, it m- just makes you think about you know friends and family and being close to the people you love, and um, you know, it. We we have opportunities every day to uh, uh, you know serve somebody or give somebody you know, something that they need, whether it's a smile, a hug, a cigar, uh, uh, you know, if they need, you know, the clothes off your back, they need a place to sleep. Just think about that this time of year. Uh, and, and maybe, um, you know, just do, do a little bit, do a little bit of good around you if you find an opportunity, you know? So you okay, brother? He's good. (laughs) He's good. See, I get, I get, I get all, uh, talking about sentimental stuff and garrett goes garrett goes a little uh little teary-eyed we're good (laughs) we're good we're good todd todd would be like stop crying what the hell is wrong with todd would seriously be like bro cut it out shut up shut up (laughs) he'd say shut up bro to todd so todd love you brother um so yeah this christmas season man get out there do some good for some people around you, and uh, we got a we got a lot of uh, a lot of people out there who who need sometimes even the simplest thing, you know, that seems oh, yeah. simple. You know, they need a hug, they need a they need a kind word, phone call, text. a phone call, a text. So you know, get out there and uh, uh, serve the people around you, man. That's that's what it's all about. So, and cigars are a great kind of catalyst that help us do that. So we're, that's what we're in it it for, man, is, is just uh, putting together good relationships and that, that kind of thing. So he's, he's not stopping. (laughs) We got a guest. We got, we got a fun guest, man. An exciting guest. (laughs) And Todd's, Todd's like, bro, bro, you got a show to do. Let's (laughs) let's
1: talk about, um, let's I can't even
0: (laughs) did your the fuck did your headphones come unplugged they did (laughs) I got it okay you can't keep it together all
1: right I got my shit together now (laughs) the wave the wave is done
0: the wave is done sorry it's all good it's all good Uh, we seriously do have a great special guest and a lot of very cool stuff to talk about because this is one of the one of those exciting brands that we got to learn about at the at the PCA trade show uh earlier this year so we're going to bring them on. Uh, yeah. We're going to bring them on now. And as you guys know, on how about that cigar live? Special guests are always brought to us by our friends at Corona Cigar Company. Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars made with Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff borshowitz knew it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Tampa, Lake Mary, and a new location coming soon to Sarasota. To learn more, visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please join us and put your hands together. Welcome to episode 183 of How About That Cigar Live from Don Doroteo Cigars, Mr. Juan Lugo. Welcome to the show, brother. How are you?
2: I'm good, man. just want to give Garrett a hug, but... i know i I I was like oh man (laughs) dude i don't No, but i I love it man i love the raw emotion that's you know it shows you really care so
1: and well you know i i'm not uh i've never known you're a tough guy i get it yeah i've never known (laughs) to be this stoic uh anything and i and i at times do wear my emotion on my sleeve but yeah uh that for some reason just caught me where i couldn't
2: yeah,
1: but we're good now. And I appreciate it. I, I would. No, for sure, <laughs> so, that
2: PCA or
0: sometimes yeah. it just sometimes it just hits. It just does. You know, it it's, just hits. You don't have to explain. You got to yeah. let it flow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I want to talk about. Uh, so PCA 2022. Um, yeah. No, Matt, Justin and I, we we do this thing where we, we take out the, the map of, of the show we're like okay here's our game plan and this is we're going to hit this row and you know we're going to hit these guys and this guy and try and you know plan out this whole thing right mm-hmm. and i think after a few years of doing that what i've realized is that's bullshit cuz yeah that plan never works out but we were sitting there and we were going through you know the lanes that we were going to w- walk through and we look up and we see this this booth on the, on the edge of of the PCA show floor mm-hmm. and Don Doarteo doesn't ring a bell. I see Juan and I was like uh, he looks like he might be sane <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go talk to him. So I was um, I mean I was excited to get the show started but I was even more excited once we started getting into the interview and hearing about the history of, of your brand. Mm -hmm. And then I'm smoking the cigar. I'm like, Oh my gosh, a brand I haven't heard of a lot of great history. This cigar is a fantastic way to start the the PCA trade show. Yeah, I can't wait to hear and and know more. So that being said, uh, it was truly an honor for us to kick off the PCA 2022 show with you guys and, and in, in your booth and you, and, uh, it was a fantastic interview. And if you just search, how about that cigar in YouTube or Facebook and Don Doroteo, uh, you'll see our interview at the show. But Juan, if you could just give us a brief history of Don Doroteo cigars. Oh, sorry. Before that, <laughs> we have one thing to do, Matt.
0: Well, let's, so, so Juan, let us know, what are you smoking right now?
2: Right now I'm not going to smoke because I'm in my my bedroom and oh, right uh, my on. wife will kill me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what I, I I have some shout outs for a couple cigars you guys told me uh, beforehand to have a couple cigars in hand that I've been smoking in the last couple weeks and such so there's a couple folks there I'm going to give a shout out to. Well, yeah,
0: yes hey, we'll I, smoke than, yeah, we'll, I smoke we'll more than
2: Yeah, I smoke more than my own cigar.
0: Good, but I'm going to get mine fired yes. up. Oh, let me get the let me get this up here. What sizes do you guys have? We have the Toro and we have the uh, Bellicoso. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to fire up the Toro right now.
1: And I'm smoking the belly. When lighting your cigar, it is important to, pay, to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dumbarton Tobacco & Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco or the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Silver Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. Awesome. Now we can ask for that uh, brief history of uh, Don Doroteo Cigars. And uh, yeah, so lay it on.
2: So um, I guess we shall start here. So we have, uh, right behind me here, we have the farm in the Dominican Republic. This is in La Vega, for anyone that's familiar with the landscape in DR, like Santiago region. Um, This land in particular is where my father grew up. And so it's kind of, uh, you know, very special for my partner Brandon and I to be able to uh, now own this land and make this the the home base HQ for for Don Doroteo. Um So my grandfather Doroteo is my grandfather's name. He uh, he grew up in the Dominican Republic, and um, like many folk in the in the region, uh, this is what you see behind me here is the way of life. It's what the vast majority of people, um, even to this day. Um, still uh, do for work to make a living. It's not about, you know, being a, <laughs> an aficionado or, you know, uh, a connoisseur. Or, you know, this is this is life. You know, yeah. this, this is this is what it's about on the day to day basis over there. And that's what I love. Um, the fact that it's more than just, you know, reels on IG or uh, cigar ratings, even though, you know. Um, but uh you know, so Doroteo, he, he started working um, in, in uh, tobacco, uh, growing tobacco to roll cigars uh, for La Aurora since 1936. So he was 16 years old. Uh, now, now to kind of paint a picture, we're in a third world country, you know, 1936. So you can imagine like, you know, education isn't really um, an option per se for folks uh, unless they are um, well off. Um, and, you know, my family wasn't <laughs> so uh, hmm. my grandfather worked alongside my great grandfather in tobacco fields, just like the one behind me here and um, in his adolescence. And so when my great grandfather passed away, my grandfather Doroteo was 16. And so he was the oldest of six siblings. Um, and so he wanted to provide for his family. You know, he didn't really care about status or, you know, uh, being known or being the face of anything. So. He just uh, started growing tobacco on foreign um, or, or private property, rather. And then he would split the profit with the owners and he would sell exclusively to La Aurora um, in the Dominican Republic. So uh, over time, year after year, he would uh, take his earnings from the, uh, the harvest and he would save it. And then once he had enough money uh, saved up, he would buy land, rinse and repeat year after year, year after year. Um, and so when he uh, died or passed away in 2011, he left, uh, you know, quite the legacy for, for the family. Um, there was so much land that, that he had acquired over, over the decades of him working in, in the trenches, so to speak. And um, it's kind of cool. Uh, my mom, she uh, inherited land from Doroteo, not too far from where the farm is here. And uh, a year ago, uh, she, she retired to the Dominican Republic. She was living in New York City prior. Um, and uh, she noticed there were some plants growing, uh, some tobacco plants. So there must have been some clones from, you know, from that my grandfather had planted years and years ago. So that was really cool. And I had her try to come, bring them back to the, the farm and transplant them there. Um, so that's, that's kind of like the history with from, from the inception of, of Doroteo. Um, our, the company itself now... Um, a year ago, my, my partner and I, we linked up in the Caribbean. We went to San Juan, Puerto Rico. It was a, a business trip. So, you know, we talked a bit in um, in PCA, and I share with you guys that I worked in tech, and I still work um, with different startups, uh, helping them with different initiatives in the tech side of things, mainly in blockchain technology, crypto. Um, and so we were celebrating some some business endeavors in Puerto Rico last year. And uh, I think my my partner and I were just sit kind of in the same same headspace and just hadn't shared it with with one another because I personally didn't know that he was an aficionado and he didn't know my my uh, heritage my history. Mm. Right? And so we're in Puerto Rico and we're talking, you know, blockchain technology startups and all this nonsense. And we're smoking cigars. And then he's like, "Hey, you ever thought about going into the cigar industry or you know having a cigar line?" And I actually told him that all of uh, 2020, I spent the year like building out this. Dream plan of of wanting to take on my grandfather's legacy, uh, reignite the the partnership with La Aurora, essentially, where I can grow tobacco just like you see here. So, this is our harvest from 2022 uh, that we harvested in February and we sold exclusively to La Aurora. And then also having now a line that I can uh, pay homage to my grandfather with, right? So, um, and so we, my partner and I, we decided that we're going to take on this dream. And, you know, that was uh, July of 21 and uh fast forward one year we're launching at pca and we have our first harvest here behind us and just now we're getting ready to do uh transplants again uh so in the first week of january we're gonna do the we're gonna start the second season here uh for us uh, growing tobacco in the dominican republic and so here we are man nice yeah. well so i
0: i want to um get a little bit of background specifically about your first experience you know that Mm. first time that you sit down and fire up a premium (laughs) cigar what was do you remember what the cigar was do you remember where you were what the experience was like you know for that first cigar of yours
2: uh the first time i i ever touched a cigar um i was so i grew up in new york city uh, my grandfather, uh, Doroteo, would come visit from the Dominican Republic about once a year. And we, we lived in in, uh, in Manhattan, so we had a little cramped apartment. And my mom would let me know the day of, like, hey, your grandfather's here. And so she's like, you got to give up your room. <laughs> and so my grandfather would <laughs> take my room every year, and I was just pissed off. You know, I was a kid, so I was like, come on, man. Um, and so he would, uh, you know, occupy the whole space. And so he would leave uh you know after a couple weeks and i loved being you know he was he was great he would take us to the park and let us you know fool around do, do all kinds of nonsense but um one year in particular he left and i was around 10 11 years old or something like that and he left a bundle of cigars in my closet accidentally that he rolled himself so i remember he used to make these box presses and he used to put them in bundles of this yellow ribbon and he left them right there in my closet and when i opened that up and i, saw it, I was like ah. <laughs> and so, and I knew he smoked cigars because he would take us to the park all the time, and I would just watch him, and I'd be like, "Hey, can I try it? Can I try it?" And he was like, "No, your mom. Your mom would kick my ass if I let you try this." <laughs> One day he did let me like attempt, but I actually blew smoke, and rather than inhaling, and he got pissed. Or so I'm like, "Dude, I'm like nine years old." <laughs> He's like, um, so, anyways, fast forward to when I had the actual bundle, I didn't tell my mom, and so what I did was I just kind of hit it somewhere and i kept it for some time and then one day i was attempting to light them from my window thinking like no one's gonna notice and of course any smoker knows the reason i'm not smoking in my bedroom right now the minute you light up that thing is your hot box in the whole room. um, Mm -hmm. my mom just walked in and she's like what the hell's wrong you You know it was it was like World war three so it wasn't good but um (laughs) but the, the time i actually can remember like lighting up a cigar and like really enjoying it thoroughly and like going through the whole process of like you know just being in in, in my in my headspace kind of um, while doing it was when i was deployed uh so I, I wound up joining the air force um did a couple tours in iraq and uh my first tour i was 19 years old it was uh 2009 summer of 2009 i was in iraq and so uh, I was an MP, uh, military police. So we used to do lots of missions, lots of uh, inside the wire mainly, but um, long days, barely any days off. Anytime we did have a day off, my buddies and I would we'll all link up and we would go to these bunkers. So they have these bunkers where you take cover in case there's like any any um, attacks and whatnot. We had one in particular that we knew was like abandoned. Uh, so we, we went and got some lawn chairs and we just propped them up and we made it like a little smoke pit. And so Mm -hmm. we would just go in there on a day off if we get one and we would smoke Cuban cigars because, that, you know, even though there's an embargo here, there's none in Iraq, you know, and especially during a war like they're not going to care. But it was a dry base, so there was no alcohol allowed. So what we would do is they had like non-alcoholic beer. So we would just drink non-alcoholic beer and smoke Cuban cigars (laughs) on a day off just to (laughs) stay sane. And, uh, you know, at the time I was just like, you know, going through the motions and goofing off with my boys. But in hindsight, that was kind of like one of two things that gave me my sanity while I was out there. Um, You know, I I was always a gym rat, so I worked out like a madman when I was out there anytime I had a chance. But the second thing was when I would get in that bunker with my boys, we decompress, we smoke, shit to shit, like, you know, actually joke around. And um, yeah, man, so that that was uh, something that really touched me. And then um i wanted to point again to a s- separate part of the country but again to iraq uh, in 2011 and uh same thing so i already knew the 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 deal so to speak like it was like okay uh, work gym you know cigars and rinse and repeat until we get back home so
0: nice well, well thank you first, for your service yep thank yeah. you for your service Thanks, thank
2: absolutely. you
1: absolutely um well, I was just going to say earlier. I I talked to Henderson Ventura today, uh, and he said he said it was a little brisk today.
0: Oh, it was a little chilly in in uh, yeah. in, in the DR. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was so. Let me take a guess. Yep. S- Sixty-seven degrees.
1: Not even close.
0: <laughs> Seventy-eight degrees. Almost eighty-one. Eighty-one. That's a little brisk. <laughs> That's a little brisk. That's uh, that's that's funny. Uh,
1: he said it's really cooling down. I was like, "What is it?" He said, uh, "Well, Juan, you, you know? know, you grew up in New York.
2: You
0: know what cold yeah. like? It's twenty degrees here right now." Right?
2: Yeah, it's funny because I'm in Cali now. My and my wife's from California, and she thinks it's cold. We walk out; it's like sixty degrees. She's like, "Why are you in a t-shirt?" <laughs> 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 um, you know? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's not cold. So
1: that was just the first thing I I, I thought about when he was talking about yeah. you know, replanting in January, like just completely foreign.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's no yeah, yeah. there's no planting up here. No. Yeah. Uh, so it,
2: the only the, as far as elements are concerned, the only thing we have to factor in is heavy rain. That that's it uh, mm-hmm. for that time of year. So that is one thing we are um, you know really keeping an eye on and being considerate of. Uh, so there's a lot of things that we do to. Kind of help with uh, you know water ditches, irrigation uh, systems, and whatnot. But uh, as far as like cold weather, you know, it's not really that big of a factor.
1: So, uh, just a viewer question, real quick: uh, Did you end up having a, a favorite Cuban?
2: <laughs> Shout out to Sister of the Leaf. She's a uh, she's one of my uh, my homegirls from <laughs> from the cigar industry. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I've smoked in quite a few. I would have to say Monte Cristo, uh, and I would only say that because it was one that that kind of got me through it uh, when I was out there. You know, it wasn't really like I was looking for it, so to speak. It was just like what they have, and I was like, I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> and, and I remember also like what I would do is they had some uh, Dominican ones, and I would um, I would buy the Cubans and the Dominican ones, and then I would swap the the um the rings and then i would send the cubans to my brother who was in new york city and then so he's out there like oh shit (laughs) nice that was cool yeah
0: you uh, in in the monty you like the number two the number four what was your size number two yeah oh yeah (laughs) yeah when the number when the number two is right it's it's really right it is so right yeah
1: all right so Juan, you you've got this vision of what you want to do and and um really taking your, your grandfather's legacy and seeing that come to fruition in creating this cigar company. What does your journey look like as you start to dive in and dig into all of that, you know, what that entails?
2: Um, I think this, uh, I think this question in particular kind of uh, dives into you know, what's important to me and um, as a business owner and what is, what are some of my, my motives, my motivations and, and what, how I foresee this company um, developing over the years. So the way I look at this is, you know, like I said, I come from, from a previous uh, tech sector and I'm used to working with startups and helping them build. I um, always kind of have that kind of brain uh, even before that when I was when I was a kid so the way when I entered the the cigar industry with my partner first things foremost is my my core principles right so the way I look at uh, this is like I said number one is, is my family's name is on this like literally on the on the band on everything on the website like it's my whole brand so that's I'm there's no way I'm going to a sell out for my you know uh, I'm not gonna run my, my family's name through the dirt so with that being said you know, I, from, a, from a fundamentally business standpoint, where the way I look at it is you have different facets, right? Different pillars within uh, any successful business. And so it's just a matter of um, a, a applying one after the other. Um, so, you know, uh, everything from like, uh, let me give you an example. Okay. You want to sell cigars? Cool. Do I want to sell mediocre cigars? I can make a lot of money. I could sell them for cheaper. I can mass produce them. I could, you know, put, put a snazzy little box and and call it a day, right? There's a lot of folks that say that or think that outside of the industry and in, and uh, I just didn't want to do that because I'm not. We're not here for the short term. I want to have longevity in this industry, and I think the only way to do that is to uh, be authentic and obviously, but then also. Uh, um, apply that authenticity to everything you do in the business, right? Um, even even something like creating the the blends and, and, you know, what cigar companies you work with specifically. So in this case, we're working with La Aurora. La Aurora has an outstanding history in the Dominican Republic the oldest cigar company there. It's a company that my grandfather worked with since 1936. So that's important to me. They've treated us like family since day one. So, you know... Um, so the way – anyway, so so, so um, from cigar manufacturing all the way even to, like, marketing, sales, so on and so forth, um, you think with a long-term, you know, a trajectory, you want to reverse engineer it and just tackle one thing at a time, you know, until you get all the, all the pieces put together.
0: So one of the things I want to dive into a little bit now is what we're smoking right now, you know, the first, the first blend – so, uh, talk to us about uh, El Legado. Uh, I believe that's the name of the blend, if I'm not mistaken. So, talk to us about yeah. uh, the blend, what the process you guys went through when you uh, when you worked on putting together the cigar, what you wanted your first release to, you know, sort of the vibe you wanted both in the look <laughs> of the packaging and the bands to the flavor and aroma of the blends. What what were you going for? Uh, when you when you were going to come out of the gate with this
2: right on so so kind of in the same vein of what i'm saying as far as um uh how i want my my brand to be presented in the market and kind of i guess the trajectory i wanted to have over years um i think the best way to to come out the gate is is you know with a home run so we were really after uh, a gem and we wanted to make sure that we had all the right components um to that you know as far as flavor construction aging um and then once you have all that um figured out then also you know from a, an aesthetic standpoint you want to have the the band uh properly uh designed like even other things aside from the cigar itself like you guys talk about you had a game plan for pca had no idea who we were you know you saw my uh my booth that uh, was in the kind of the nosebleeds out in the right hand side where all the bathrooms are. And you're like, Oh, that's a cool looking booth. Right. So it caught your attention. Yeah. So we yeah. know yeah. That that's really important. The aesthetic, it has to be aesthetically pleasing and everything. So, um, as far as the construction of the cigar itself, uh, we're looking at Sumatra for, uh, grown in Ecuador for the wrapper and the binder. And then for the filler, we're looking at Dominican from actually this region here, the Cival where my family's from, and then also Colombian and Nicaraguan. Um, as far as the process that we went through, uh, first things first, uh, you know, like I said, the, the, during the inception of the, the business, I wanted to uh, recreate essentially the, the same um, partnership that my grandfather had with La Aurora. So I approached them first with this. I said, I want to have a farm and I want to go tobacco with you guys. Um, so once so once we, we well, figure that yeah. out. What's that?
1: Oh, go ahead. No, we didn't say anything. Oh,
2: so, um once we had that figured out, uh, we got to the the cigar where I, we sat with uh, Jeff Moss, who is our creative director um gentleman who has you know more years smoking than I've been alive <laughs> and he has you know all the awards and and and, and um you know uh, all the clout to go with it he he knows his stuff and he worked with Alec Bradley for over about a decade, so I really respect his his uh p o v from a design standpoint he designed the bands and the box and uh, the booth that you guys saw and all that in the website and all that good stuff. Um, so we worked with him on on the creative and design aspects, but also on um, cigar tasting, um, putting all the different uh, variations of tobacco, uh, mixing and seeing what what kind of stuck and what, what stood out to us. While in the process, um, we worked with Manuel Inoa, the master blender of La Aurora, mm-hmm um that dude is super cool man like he you know you think like master blender or whatnot like some dudes they they tend to be a little snooty there's a handful of them man they're really cool man they're like really down to earth and they're like so eager to help when they see that somebody's as passionate or like has that fire that drive um to to make it in this industry because that's one thing that i that i love about this industry is the camaraderie and how people come together and, you know, your fire inspires me and makes you want to go, you know? And that's yeah. kind of like what I felt from La Aurora and from Manoli Noa specifically. And so he sees uh, my, my two partners and I uh, kind of going at it, you know, uh, turning our gears on that. And so he, he starts working with us on, on like how um, certain um, uh, blends uh, will complement uh, other types of tobacco and whatnot. And then so we finally get down to five uh, blends. And out of those five, uh, we all agreed on one, and that was El Legado. And nice. um, we were really blessed to, to actually get that blend because batch number one, as we said at PCA, is 14 years old. And so you think like, okay, you have a one-year-old company <laughs> with a 14-year-old cigar. Like, what the heck's going on here? <laughs> so uh, because of that partnership that my grandfather had, and you know, that I know that I am – Uh, as they say, if I stand tall, I'm walking on the shoulders of giants, you know, and, um, and that's how I feel, you know, I'm, I'm kind of um, uh, blessed because I'm able to, to kind of ride my grandfather's coattails in a way. And uh, that's, you know, and Manoli Noah paid it forward and he's, you know, helped us with that as well. So very thankful for that.
0: Oh, that's a great, I mean, that, that name is, is legend, you know, as as far as uh, as far as somebody who knows the flavors and aromas of of and properties yeah. of tobacco and that's a great person to have yeah. uh, on your side and like you said I've heard this from other people as well that um he is he is truly down to earth and humble and yeah. fun and not snooty in the slightest mm-hmm. so a great person to have on your side absolutely um yeah. so as you know talking through you know your family's legacy your grandfather's legacy and working with people like manuel um out, outside of that i'm sure that you know when looking at the way the world has been you know since you know covid lockdowns of 2020 and then you you come into 2021 and you say i'm we're going to start a we're going to start a brand new cigar company and mm. you know that in a in a cigar or in a, you know, cigars being one of those industries, especially in the United States, uh, that are highly regulated, and there's a lot of pressure from places like the FDA and other regulatory groups, and and I know the same is true in countries outside of the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. when you when you started, maybe going around to some people that you you knew or or other contacts in the cigar industry and said, Hey, we're thinking about starting this brand. Did you get any people turning up an eyebrow and looking at you? Like you want to do what now? And, oh, and maybe did, try dude. to discourage you a little bit. Yep,
2: I, okay. I got, I got a lot of that. And, <laughs> and I love it because I, I'm, I'm so petty, dude. <laughs> you, you don't want to tell me you can't do X, Y, Z. Cause I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk smack. I'm just going to be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I like to show it. So yeah, I've, I've had folks, it started with the farm. The farm was the first thing. They were like, well, you know, uh you're from New York City. You know, you have no agricultural background, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, watch me. So, you know, <laughs> between my partner and I and the help of my cousin who's in the Dominican Republic, Aaron Fernandez, who served in the Air Force with me as well, during COVID, he. Got sick of all the the mandates and whatnot, and he just said, "I'm going to dr, man. I'm I'm retiring at 31." <laughs> so he just left. And uh, you know, when I started the business, I, I called him up and I said, "Hey, man, you bored yet?" So thankfully, he was, <laughs> and he uh, he's taking this on. So you know, we we just figure it out, man. Like I have a, you know, I I have my uh, doubts, fears, and insecurities, just like any any other human being. But at the end of the day, it's uh, you know that's just part of life. You gotta, I like to, to approach problems head on. Um, I, I, you know, I know there are things that are beyond my reach. And uh, I think that's actually really, really big, big point is uh, I lean on folks that know, what, know their stuff, you know, like when it comes to creative design and all this other stuff, you know, thankfully we were able to uh, attract the graces of, you know, Jeff Moss and he's been amazing. Not only on the design side, but like I said, on just mentoring us in general, business, and uh, cigars in general, how to maneuver within the industry, um, all that stuff. And then so my partner as well, Brendan Dahlman um, out of uh, Nebraska, he he's a serial entrepreneur, very, very well um, known for, for being kind of <laughs> a crazy businessman. And huh. he's, he's amazing. You know, uh, again, another mentor and brother of mine and so and so knowing this of, of myself i just you know i go i i try to go at it head on but humbly knowing that i don't there are going to be a lot of pitfalls so i need to lean on folks build a team essentially that can help me avoid those pitfalls um and then on the cigar manufacturing side of things you know it was the same thing um you're doing it during you you know there's so much uh <laughs> regulation coming down on cigars but it's like it's it's for one, my my partner and I are hard headed, so we're not going to listen to that. Number two, we come from the crypto and blockchain space, so you're telling <laughs> us <laughs> there's a lot of regulation in in cigars. We're like, okay, <laughs> you know, we're we're used to that. We're used to high risk, high reward. We're used to um, a lot of regulation and a lot of naysayers. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, like you know, it's it's all about passion for us. Like we really love what we're doing here um and uh you know that's what it's about so I, as long as as that's stays true forever i don't i don't really care about you know all this although all those all stuff is just noise
0: yeah mm-hmm. well uh one thing about availability for consumers um we had a question a little bit ago from one of our viewers um daniel wants to know uh he says can we buy online so do you have on your website do you have a retail retailer locator and um can you maybe give uh give a shout to one or two uh retailers who ship uh and where people can buy these cigars uh online or in store
2: yeah so um online is is uh preferable for folks especially since we're not going to be everywhere we just got started here but um um on our website we have links to our retailers uh we have um actually there's one that i just got off the phone with today it seems to be like a love and or hate within the industry uh some folks love him some folks hate him i personally like the guy uh he seems to be kind of a <laughs> kind of same cut from the same cloth in in some ways um uh, from Pravada. uh so um yeah the, if you go on our website if you or if you go to our instagram you could see the link to our website there and the shop and you'll get access to all of our goodies, all of our cigars and whatnot.
0: Nice. Um, so when you guys put all this together and you, you you put in the effort and you really did have a great, uh, as far as we, we could tell, like, like we mentioned, like Garrett mentioned earlier, you really caught our eye. You caught our attention mm. on the PCA trade show floor. And, mm. you know, because of that, you guys... Um, you know, had that first opportunity to really get your name out to retailers and to cigar media, things like that. So did you have some goals written down or goals in mind before you went into this first year? And did do you feel like you met those and and kind of piggybacking off of that, what are you looking for in twenty twenty three?
2: Yeah, honestly, man, like we went so fast <laughs> that that I, I didn't even like take go up to you know get some get some air. In, in ways, like I was just like in a tunnel, man. Like my my vision was like I got you know, it, it sounds easy, like doing this. We did this in six to seven months. Yeah. When when we first purchased the land, it was barren completely. There was weeds wow. up to my my hip. There was no water system. We had to do like legit fracking <laughs> and try to find a natural water wow. source and, and create a well system and then and then uh, get the irrigation and then develop the land, build the same replica. Um, uh, Curing barn as Davidoff. like yeah, you know, we were we were moving like crazy. And then simultaneously I was building the whole uh, marketing along uh, with the help of Jeff Moss and then with my partner Brandon, we were kind of fleshing out the the business model uh, that we wanted to um, launch with, and then also working with Manueli Noah on the first <laughs> line. There was so much happening that we were just kind of like, you know, just going 100 miles a minute. But um, it was in, in hindsight, I did take a, a after PCA, I took a, a, a deep breath. And I was like, kind of just wanted to process everything. Um, And then now also towards the end of the year, getting to that point, I'm like, man, like it's only been a year and some change since (laughs) since we started this. And it's been a riot, Um, you know, feeling really blessed about the way everything has transpired. And uh, I'm extremely excited for 23. Uh, For 23, we have uh, two new lines that are going to be released at PCA, Um, potentially a third, depending on. Um, you know, some deals that we are currently working on, uh, too soon to talk about, but you know, just a lot of exciting stuff. And then even, even, uh, on the farm front, we're going to start doing, uh, tours. So we've been asked uh, by a lot of folks at PCA and on social, cause folks always see, like I, I try to be very transparent on the day-to-day operations in the business and showing like a day in the life of my cousin, Aaron Fernandez, as a, as you know, lead of operations there. And then, you know, everything from like tilling the land to like, you know, we had uh, some some electrical issues or we're going to uh, go uh, drop off some transplants and, you know, get the process rolling there with those uh, plants and any little thing we try to to show like a behind the scenes. And I think folks really appreciate that. Um, Yeah, seeing like the process and what it takes to to go from seed to cigar. And uh, we're taking it a step further. We're planning on doing some. Some pretty cool things here, right here at the farm. Um, do some some uh, tours, uh, a couple days where they can spend some time right here uh, with us, and um, you know do the whole tasting and and uh, with rum and and our cigars. Um, have a cigar roller there. Do a couple like traditional uh, feasts right there, like we do, you know, traditionally in our families in the Caribbean, all throughout Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and Cuba. Um, and then also going to La Aurora and doing tours there. So there, there's a lot that we're working on on the farm front and also on the cigar front. So very excited for 23. Oh, yeah. Very cool. So I'm
1: guessing that you're going to need a couple tour guides, some <laughs> videographers. I
2: need I need a couple guys to kind of like break it in and let us know. How yeah. It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. We'll,
1: I, we know some people. We'll get you in touch with yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll reach out <laughs> right. after the show. Say I'll less. Figure <laughs> that out. No cap. We're,
2: I got we're you.
0: Good. Did you just say no cap? I did. Are he, you 22? After I and said that,
2: he's just, he's just throwing out all the cool words. He's like, I am. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. yeah.
0: The TikTok lingo is strong.
2: Oh, dude. Hey, it works, man. Those TikTok sessions you guys have.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: So what, what I want to know is what you're doing is actually a lot more than what most do when they're coming into this industry. A lot of entrepreneurs, when they're coming into it from an entrepreneurial standpoint of creating a cigar is for the most part is they're just partnering with a factory and they're going through Mm -hmm. some blends and all of that. What you've got going on just to kind of give Our viewers and listeners uh, a a better picture of this is you've got farming you've got tobacco relationships and uh, factory relationships going on it's a multifaceted situation
0: yeah Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: so my question to you is how much of your tobacco are you using in your cigars and how much of that are you selling off
2: for the first year, so this this uh, harvest you see behind me uh, from February was was sold entirely to La Rora. Okay. So that's what we did the first year. Now we're you know I don't want to I don't want to talk you know um, beforehand, but I think. And uh, if you want, you we,
1: can. You know. We have
2: a, we have a couple we have a couple <laughs> options um, for this harvest, and uh, I'm still trying to figure that out before I talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. But as you said, there's mul- it's multifaceted. So what we're trying to do over the long term, it takes a long time, is to get vertical vertical integration, where we have control of every facet of the business. If you look at any of the big wigs in the industry, like you know the cream of the crop, that's what they do, and it takes a yeah. long time. Uh, but if you want to do it right, I believe that's that's the way to go. Um, first things first, with the farm, um, and with with uh, working closely with a partner that is more than just a partner they're essentially are like family um in some ways so uh that's what we're gonna do over the years um you know there's we're talking about doing tours and whatnot but besides that we're looking at other parts of the business even things like greenhouses and um, aging rooms and whatnot so yeah right now um the legado doesn't have its 14 year old cigar you know so the the all the, the components of that cigar and the cigars that are coming out at PCA 23 are going to be well aged. Um, oh, nice. There's another one of those two is actually going to be really well aged as well. And then the other one, I'm, tr- what I'm trying to do is, so we have a higher end, uh, price, uh, price range. I'm trying to, uh, meet, uh, some, some demand in the mid tier. So, okay. um, I'm, I'm working with what I don't want to do though, is dilute the cigar itself, the flavor profile the construction any of that i want to create a cigar that's actually you know a legit cigar <laughs> yeah. you know, not something that's just quote unquote affordable you know um so yeah
1: nice uh, real quick i, I just want to check in yeah with you on on the cigar because um make no mistake i am not uh, a cigar sommelier i'm not my palate is not super advanced. I'll be the first to admit it, but I do know when I'm smoking something that I can't put my finger on. That I don't know that I've either had before or something in
0: here that I can't figure out. No, I and agree it's with delicious. you. Delicious. I think because Juan, you Thanks mentioned clarifying. You, well, you <laughs> mentioned you mentioned um, that that some of the tobacco in the filler is Colombian. Yes. And that's not necessarily a country super. of origin that is super common in, uh, in, in the retail space. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I agree that there's a, there's a unique thing that I, I can't remember having tasted and smelled super often in cigars, but I, I do like the fact that smoking this right now and not, you know, knowing that I smoked one sample at the trade show back in July that, you know, as I didn't sit down and take any detailed notes about, you know, the flavors and aromas. But mm-hmm. from what I do recall of that smoking experience, then that this cigar smokes like that one did then. And, it's, and it mm-hmm. was one of our it was one of our cigars from that trade show that we mentioned numerous times uh, after that show was over that it was it was a standout blend from the show because uh, the flavors and aromas are very nice. Uh, it's, it's nice, medium bodied, flavorful. The aroma, the retrohale is really smooth. I enjoyed a lot.
1: And, you know, really advantage goes to Don De Reteau because it was our first, uh, trade show floor cigar, which is a huge advantage because by day three and a half, you're like, yeah, this kind of tastes like Play-Doh.
2: Right.
0: You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. you know, that's part of the world, out. you know, yeah. but.
0: Um, yeah, after you've smoked 100 cigars in yeah. four days.
1: Um, this cigar, honestly, uh, what I love is I mean, it's one thing to be a unique cigar, it's one thing to be a unique and great cigar. And uh, the construction on this, the draw, for me, it is more Cuban esque because it's a little tighter of a draw, but not, and I don't want to say it's a tight draw. It is <clears throat> on the Bellicoso. It's not super open and loose, which I love. I get plenty of smoke output. It's.
0: But it doesn't burn too fast or too hot. No.
1: Constructed beautifully. So I love finding new cigars that are unique and delicious. And that is what I'm smoking now. Yeah,
0: it's good stuff.
2: And I pay them to say that.
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> mm-hmm millions and millions of dollars in, or <laughs> in, like, so, uh, and like yeah. crypto
1: do you want so on <laughs> my on my new bugatti do you want don de on the door <laughs> or on the hood where is that
0: that's a that's a text write-off so yes okay right. yeah either do both do, do yeah do why the, not do the doors and the yeah, hood and, and, the hood? Oh, and on sure. the, yeah, do the, the spoiler do the spoiler yeah yeah
2: it's Let's a see. work vehicle right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they,
0: they drive really nice it's part of, it's in part of the 15 brand. degree weather on oh on gosh. icy on icy roads. On they drive really nicely up here. <laughs> we'll think about that for for next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> should be in the budget. So I I have a question for Garrett. Mm. Is it time? <gasps> yes. Are you sure? Yes. All right. It is now time for oh. this week's Numero de los Muertos. And as always, Numero de los Huertos on How About That Cigar is brought to us by our friends at Smoke Inn. It's numero de los muertos episode 183 garrett what do you have for us this week oh this is so fun all right
1: it's a it's another story all right story time story one paul stiller and his wife on september 30th 1996 were bored and intoxicated wonderful start uh to cure their boredom they decided to go for a midnight drive with with a couple of these, and uh, these are the things that ended up killing them.
0: This was a married couple. Yep. 1996. Yep. They they were bored and drunk. Correct. And they went on a drive with these. Correct. And we have to what guess was he the year? 1996.
2: Oh, I thought you said 36. I was gonna say that's a good year, but secondly, no seatbelts. But uh so ninety-six.
0: Yep. Hmm. 96. Uh 96, Jason. <laughs> they did not drive Niagara it's not falls. falls. It's not Niagara Falls. It it should be, that should be the guess for every 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 Niagara name. Falls. <laughs> huh. Um, can we get like
2: a hint <laughs> well so, so we'll we, get some so hints,
0: you but. and i Juan, you and i get to play 20 questions so we we get to ask a series okay. of yes or no questions trying to get closer to the answer and our viewers can also pop up guesses in the comments and we'll put those on screen too okay so uh is this are these were these animals no they were not uh, animals. not carbon hmm. monoxide
2: Were they in America? Yes. Yeah.
0: They were driving in a car. Florida. (laughs) Oh, Florida. That's always a good guess. So it doesn't say (laughs) city or state,
1: (laughs) but it was in in the United States.
2: Uh, Um, And these killed uh, them.
0: They were driving in a car in 1996 and they had these things in the car. And these things cause their death. Were were there weapons? <laughs> um, they can be. They
1: can be weapons? They can be, usually not, but they can be oh John be. says okay.
0: mushrooms and they wrecked it. Were they Ooh. were they tripping on mushrooms? That's a
1: really great guess, and I love it. It's not the correct answer, oh. but
0: was it some what, the <laughs> were the things that they had in the car were they were they intoxicants? No. Okay, I love the Jason. There's a cougar in the car. <laughs> uh, not, you got to drive with the fear.
1: Not fireworks.
0: But. Oh, okay. Was that uh, close? You almost
1: said it like it was.
0: Was it ammunition?
1: Not, I mean, not really. Not
0: Explosives? Really. Yeah. What was it? Grenades?
2: It was fla- so it's flammable. Oh, yeah. Gas okay. cans?
1: Nope.
2: Moonshine. Mm-mm. Oh, good guess. Yeah. It's not
0: moonshine. No. Um.
1: Nope. Not smoke.
2: Huh. Um, so close. This is hard. <laughs> smoke bombs. Mm-mm. Fart bombs. Mm-hmm. Um. Um
1: not C4. Uh, not firecrackers. Somewhere between firecrackers and C4. Uh
0: uh Was it street legal? Oh no. Not street legal.
1: Well, no, yeah, definitely not. Well, I don't know. It's definitely not.
0: Nitrous? Huh uh.
1: Not propane cylinder. Tannerite.
0: That was that's a great that's, guess
1: too, but nope, not tannerite. More volatile than tannerite. Thermite? Mm-mm. Nope, not bear.
0: What's that?
2: Nothing. <laughs> was, oh, that was,
0: <laughs> was it uh, I don't know. Oxygen tanks? No.
2: Flare guns.
0: Ooh, good guess. It's the right shape.
1: Well, not flare guns, I guess. Dynamite? It is dynamite. They had dynamite in the car? Dude, listen to this. I went for a midnight drive with a couple sticks of dynamite. Their brilliant idea was to light the dynamite, throw it out the window. However, due to their inebriated state, (laughs) they forgot to roll down the windows. (laughs)
2: Yeah, these guys were like uh all or nothing, man.
0: Yeah, they were.
2: That's that's oh. wild.
0: You know, they were just doing <laughs> it for, w- for a laugh. Like they were they're like, let's drive let's down the road and throw dynamite out the window just to see it. I explode. wonder
2: Correct. if they were like in the countryside or if they were like in the city. Had <laughs> like New York City. Stuff. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, hold my yeah. beer, Tony. That's totally it that is a hold my beer <laughs> that moment. That is
2: a hold my beer
1: moment. Holy shit. Ugh some people
0: i mean any of us any of us who ever spent time as a cigarette smoker and we don't recommend that but if you ever did spend time as a cigarette smoker you know probably inevitably if you were driving in a car with a cigarette and you went to throw the cigarette out the window or you know maybe you miss and you know but this that's that's this is a stick of dynamite it is so <laughs> yeah i that's don't very know very
1: how true. drunk <laughs> high or whatever i would have to be
0: you got to be pretty far gone to say let's 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 pack the dynamite and start going for a joy ride
2: you got to be pretty far gone you gotta be done <laughs> that was that was pretty yolo before that was a thing
1: it was it was very yolo <laughs>
2: that's crazy
0: hold, hold my beer that is that's brilliant i love it yeah that it probably was florida i like want what I, absolutely said. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, I was and, on it
0: dude. yeah had, you were <laughs> It had to be a Florida man story. Yep. Absolutely. Florida couple. So that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right. So let's jump into this week's lightning round and the lightning round on how about that cigar live brought to us by JC Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brick House, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and The American. JC Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112 year old El Rollo cigar factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right. So Juan, we've got some non- cigar related questions for you to start, if you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why?
2: huh Any living person? I mean I suppose I could just hear it either way on <laughs> if they're living they're probably on on IG or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I could think of tons of people I don't want to listen to for 10 minutes.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I think it's a longer list for me.
2: I don't know. I guess it depends on the on the topic or Can I get more context?
0: Whatever context you want. Yeah, whatever and you can even give multiple answers. It's like just somebody what you feel right it now. It could be somebody famous or somebody somebody in in entertainment somebody in politics somebody in science somebody family. in industry family member somebody who just you're not always sure what they're thinking and you really want to know about it at least for a little while
2: i would say um someone oh, i'll give you a couple of answers so something personal to me and then then something just random right kind of yeah. fun um so uh, my cousin uh, who's running the uh, the farm in dominican republic i'm fernandez he's a uh, He's a bit. He tends to be a bit shy, <laughs> and, and a lot of you know, when we were filming out there in February, we would actually uh, we we had a five man crew just following us around, and recording everything, and a lot of times I would just tell the cameraman like just just go and record Aaron and, and just make him uncomfortable as possible and just put the camera on him, <laughs> and he would just sit there and just like you could tell he's like I'm ready to implode or go off on me or something. So um, I would love to just be in his head for like <laughs> just the few minutes that we were just on him, like in telling him, like, "Hey, you're gonna be doing this in Vegas at PCA." Um, so that's definitely. Someone said, "My wife." My wife lets me know what she's thinking all the time, so <laughs> it's not like I have to guess. She's gonna tell me, "Hey," <laughs> yeah, no guessing <laughs> um, required. I would say also my four year old actually my my four year old daughter. Oh um she's she's pretty eccentric already for her age and and sometimes i just hear her in her room just singing and like you know being in her own world of her own and uh super cute but obviously sometimes i'm like the heck is this kid thinking about <laughs> um yeah i love that love that love
0: it. all right if you were about to get into a fight what would your soundtrack music be
2: Hmm. Uh, Off the top of my head, I would say Many Men by 50 Cent.
0: Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah, great answer. Yep. Mm. Oh, all
1: right. Juan, the zombies are coming.
2: Okay. <laughs> I like this. I like where this is going.
1: Yeah. Now, you get three draft picks <clears throat> from the cigar industry. To be on your zombie apocalypse survival team, oh. who, who three from the cigar industry do you choose,
2: and why? That's interesting. Oh, okay. Again, I could think of a bunch of people I wouldn't choose. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't tend to uh, fit the mold of runners in, <laughs> in this industry. That's... So. But that um... has
0: its advantages. Because you don't have to outrun the zombies, you just have to outrun the guy you're with.
2: The slowest guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, off the top of my head, I would say warfighter, because just like oh, the yeah. name insinuates, those guys are badass, yeah. and uh, I know they love weapons just as much as I do. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have a an, quite the arsenal. Yeah. Um, Trying to think who else there's a lot of cool personas in the industry but i don't know how many people will be handy with a gun or <laughs> be able to hold their own in that kind of scenario um hmm i'm also trying to find like who, who like the who are the younger cats <laughs> Should, yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah i'll fight this right. this uh long battle with me i don't want anyone dying off in two years or something. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. what's what, what what heck what got him diabetes <laughs> <laughs> oh shit we got the beat. i love it <laughs> diabetes um yeah <laughs> i will say my crew man we're the we're the youngest crew in the cigar industry so. yeah and we're a bunch of veterans too so
0: well yeah that that always that. helps absolutely that was very cool all right so let's jump into this week's notable smokables and notable smokables on how about that cigar brought to us by Luciano cigars, notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. Uh, so each week we name a cigar on the show that we smoked recently. That was notable to us. It could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we smoked for the first time in a long time, or a cigar that's brand new to the market that we smoked for the first time ever. So Juan, I know you got some stuff lined up there and we're excited to find out what your notables are. So hit
2: us with yeah.
0: what those are.
2: So so uh I have a couple um comrades here from the industry that I've met along the way. uh some some cool cats that are working on their own projects and are working on some cool stuff in their own respect. And I just really love seeing like, you know, I don't I don't look at this as like com, uh competitors so to speak. Like, you know, the same way that cigars are different, like the owners and the brands and everything they stand for are different. And I just love seeing people that drive with passion. Um so we'll start there, and then I'll give you my industry pick, uh, one that's widely known, and, and you know I'm sure many many folks have been smoking as well um, that have yeah. been smoking in the last couple of weeks. But let's start off with with the homies here. So first we have uh, the Blueprint. So Blueprint from the Burn Down Podcast. I've oh gotten, yeah, I've gotten to to know those guys quite a bit um, over the last year. Um, they're from New York as well, New York native. so immediately I was kind of drawn to that. and um, I just love the you know they, they tend to be light um, on their podcast and, and you know they like to joke around a lot, but they're very passionate about this and I, I love what they're doing for the industry, um, even if it's just building community and awareness and bringing people together. Um, so shout out to them. Another brand that I actually um, have a lot of respect for and love what they're doing. Always keep an eye on what they're doing online. Is oh, there it is. Never Ash.
0: So oh Never yeah. Ash.
2: I met I met these guys at PCA actually, um, um, and I believe they were established in 2020. Um, so it's a new brand as well, but they're doing some some pretty cool stuff, and they got some really good blends. Um, and so for my industry pick. Um, i've i've been smoking the davidoff escurio Mm. um so folks tend to i don't know um er, not everyone loves that that particular one but that's one of my favorite um kind of there's some notes that that kind of remind me of of uh legado um that i pick up immediately like the creaminess and the nuttiness and stuff i really love uh the way they put that together those guys are obviously like. The OG, one of the OGs in the industry, right? So, of, of mm-hmm. course, they, they know what they're doing there. Uh, but that cigar is amazing. Um, and, yeah, so those are nice. my, my picks for the week. Excellent. Uh, Garrett, what
0: was your notable this week?
1: I had the OG Casa 1910.
0: Oh, yeah. And yes. Bro. Yeah, yeah. They, that's, they are definitely hitting the ground strong definitely
1: i i i don't know if people are ready for you know uh the mexican tobacco uh,
2: revolution. revolution revolution yeah because it's it's it perfectly <laughs> yeah no yeah it's i love what these guys are doing man
1: yeah. yeah delicious
0: yeah good and that they've they've uh i mean they've hit now with you know some additional blends yeah and they're really i think doing doing a nice job absolutely uh, my notable was one actually that I hadn't smoked in a while. Um, we bought we bought uh, some at the uh, uh, at the Great Smoke, uh, and that's the the that Espinosa Knuckle Sandwich Habano, the 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 Guy Fieri cigar. And I smoked another one of those uh, Habanos uh, yesterday. Um, the uh, uh, the Corona Gorda size, mm. and I just. Uh, I, I, it's so funny too, because you know, there's, there's always the, are you a Habano guy or a Maduro guy, you know, between, with that blend, or do you like the Habano or or the Maduro? And I hear so many people loving the Maduro. Like that's the Maduro is way better than the Habano. And I'm, I'm in the opposite camp. I say the Habano is, I'm not saying the Maduro is a bad cigar. I'm saying the Habano is light years better in my opinion.
1: One, the other thing that I hear people say is the knuckle sandwich Habano tastes like a lot of the other Espinosa Habanos. And
0: I completely disagree. And, and even if it does, so what? Well, <laughs> the, yeah, so the, what? The it's, Espinosa Habanos, Habanos are
1: it's, fantastic. It's, yeah. And that's not to say, yeah right, that it's not. But I disagree. I
0: think it, it's a different blend. It is a totally different it's a, it's blend. It's got the same wrapper leaf, but it's a different blend. Yep. And I I just dig that, that uh that blend in that size and had another one yesterday. So, and of course, I mean, they've been sitting in my humidor now for what, nine, 10 months. Yep. So that they're really, really coming along nicely. Uh, so that was this week's notable smokables, and brought to us by Luciano cigars, improving lives through fine cigars. Please visit lucianocigars.com to learn more. So, guys, we have some very cool stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. And coming attractions brought to us by A.J. Fernandez. And they now produce unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The A.J. Fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Diaz de Gloria, San Latano. Enclave or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from A.J. Fernandez. So, next week on the twelfth, so excited, we are going to have live right here in Minnesota. None other than William Cooper Cigar Coop is going to be here with us in Minnesota, uh, braving the cold along with us. So we're excited to have him here live in Minnesota next week. And then closing out, our it's going to be our last show of 2022. Uh, on the 19th of December, we're going to do our annual year in review show. So we're going to go through the box that's hanging on the wall right there. That's the been there, smoke that box filled with cigar bands that we have smoked through. Some, some from on the show, some from just day-to-day uh, uh, cigars. And we're going to go through that and talk about some, some of the more Uh, interesting uh, events from the cigar world in 2022 uh, and close things out Uh, so Juan if you would please give our viewers and listeners an idea where is the best place for all of our viewers and listeners to keep up with everything you guys have going on
2: yes so um, you can hit us up on uh, IG so on all social rather but uh, IG is where I, I like to put all the behind the scenes. So you could go on our stories, you could kind of see what's going on at the farm at any given time of the month. Um, so at Don Dorotel Cigars, Don Doroteo Cigars, um, on any social platform, uh, to get more information. And if you want to learn about how to get your hands on some cigars, you could find it on the website there. We have direct links to online shops. And uh, yeah.
0: Nice. Well, Juan, we are so grateful to you for spending your evening with us here on the show. Yeah. Uh, we, we're excited for you guys to, uh, you know, get this brand going. We're excited for the. You've had a great start so far, and we look forward to uh, a fantastic uh, upcoming year for you guys. Can't wait to see you again.
2: Thank you, brother. Appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for watching live on Facebook and live on YouTube. And for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast, of course, we're so grateful to you for taking some time out of your day to listen to How About That Cigar. Uh, if you guys have questions for us, be sure to email us on the website, cigar.com. Make sure to follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And of course, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium cigars.